Hi friends, I'm Adrienne File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 12 years, 11 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I have been an entrepreneur since I was five, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and a real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hi, friends. Hope you had a great week. We are going to talk about self-talk, our inner voice. We kind of alluded to it last week uh, with the end of our podcast, but this really came out of some lessons that I have learned and that I learned while John was away in Haiti. What episode number is this? Number eight. Lucky number eight, too. Sorry. Just wanted to throw that out there. Did I tell everybody I have ADD? Sorry. Um, So some of the things that I was realizing when John was gone um, was just how powerful our inner voice is and how it can kind of change the trajectory of our day, our week, our family. Um, so I just want to share a little bit about, a little bit about that. Yeah. So give, give some examples, uh, of, you know, moments that really, you know, you felt this struggle with this. Yeah. So I think it start, I think the week kind of started to go awry and go difficult with John being gone with my oldest when we were trying to do homework on Sunday. Um, and even Saturday we started to do a little bit of homework, but she was just in this, um, just in this phase, I guess, or in this attitude that she was not going to do her homework and she didn't want to, she wanted to play. She wanted to do more fun things, which I get there's, (laughs) you always want to do more fun things. Um, but her emotions were leading me to have emotions and I'm the grown up in my brain. I can see myself doing things and saying things and reacting in a way that I don't want to react. However, I was totally getting emotional and it was frustrating for me, which then made led me to be even more emotional. Um, and just from there, it kind of spurred on this whole conversation inside my brain and to myself around how I was doing a terrible job and <clears throat> I was not being a good mom and that I should be all the should, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, I guess. The you were the, shitting on yourself? I was shitting on myself. Yeah. <laughs> feeling Don't so- do that. <laughs> I was feeling sorry for myself. Mm, poor me. I know. Yeah, poor yeah. me. I was. I was feeling sorry for myself. I mm. was giving I was giving in to this idea, this negative, this just this negative talk. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um No, it's not awesome. It was terrible. The, yeah, no, no. <laughs> the concept of of uh of recognizing that reality is awesome. So, yeah, yeah totally. Um in it doesn't sound awesome at all. Um, the idea that, that you could be so aware that you could recognize, uh, I think that's awesome. And, uh, that we can spend some time to press in and, and unpack, uh, this concept I think is, is going to be a fun podcast. Uh, you know, a quote from a, a guy named David Goggins, who we've talked about a few times on this podcast, former, Navy SEAL and, and mindset guy who who just recently wrote a book called You Can't Hurt Me. You know, he says this, the most important conversation you can have is the one you have with yourself. The most important conversation you can have is the one you have with yourself. And so this idea of having a conversation with yourself is one of the most, uh, I think, profound ideas uh, that we can come across as, as a human being is the idea of, of looking in the mirror and, and, and having these conversations around listening to why I say what I say and why I say, think what I think to myself, right? And it takes a lot of integrity to really do this well. And it takes a lot of integrity to be aware like you were in that moment. And, and, and I think that there's uh David Goggins also talks about the, you know, the mind having this tactical advantage because it's always with me and it, and it knows my deepest fears 
It knows my my deepest uh, handicaps and shortcomings. It knows it knows my desires, and it shows up like on time at the most inopportune time. And so, you know, his military mindset kind of talks about that. It just has this tactical advantage, and so we've got to learn to master our minds. And so the kind of the buzzwords that have been thrown out in in the the current era are you know this inner voice the self-talk you know um you know what are the strategies is what we're going to talk about here of of first having that conversation with ourselves but then also being able to reset and understand how to move forward from those almost certain points in the in our lives where where our minds are going to tell us things that just flat out aren't true Hmm. that we will literally lie to ourselves unbeknownst to ourselves and and it takes a, a real discipline and a training of the mind to be able to to set you know and um you know a story i'll tell that was um on this to some degree is uh, we were in Haiti and uh, we'd been in Haiti for five days and and we knew the trip in was about six hours, five and a half hours. And we we had bonded really quick as a team. Everybody was was real close on our team. And so uh, that morning that we were going to head back to Port-au-Prince from Lakai and fly out. Uh, we were all expecting, you know, to have kind of the van rides we'd been having where we talk about the experience at the bakery. We talked about our experience in the community. We talk about our experience at the beach. We talk about our experience in the village. We talk about our experience in the marketplace, et cetera. You know, we talk about our experience in, 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 in you know, the community and with the kids or whatever. And we also were talking about things back home and in our and our families and our lives and our businesses and our purposes. Right. So we were all kind of excited and. We get to this uh, briefing uh, by the team leader, and and Ashley says, I've got one rule for the ride home, and that is we are going to do it in complete silence. And I'm thinking to myself, what? It totally shifted what I expected we were, the ride would be like. And so uh, five and a half hours in a van that's slightly air-conditioned, with 13 people in a basically a 12 seated van has a couple of jump seats but it is packed it's it's tight and you're 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 running in and out of traffic and and your your goal is to to be completely silent off of technology and not reading man so what i i remember um here's what happened for me is i i go I literally consciously looked at my my clock on my watch and go, okay, I don't like this. This is crap. And then and then and then this is another David Goggins approach. Roger that. Roger that. We're gonna be silent. And and so from there, how can this ride be as positive as it can be based on the circumstance that I'm presented with? And you know, we get back to the debrief and, you know, some people didn't make it. They, they talked at various points. Most people really, I think, on our team said words at some point uh, for communicative purposes. Um, but I didn't. I, I was able to, to really stay uh, present to looking at the Haitian country and really taking in a lot of things through my eyes. You know, it's funny is I like to talk a lot, too. So I'd be like the most counterintuitive guy to go, man, he was going to be peaceful and okay with this the whole way. But the reason I was able to do that was because uh, I first had negative self-talk and then I, and then I reset. But the, the other thing that, um, that I think was, was really interesting uh, was, that, was that people, and Adrian has this capability, by the way, of, of really being able to be present and thoughtful to the way she approaches uh, things that occur. And, and that comes from your ability to consistently have pretty good self-talk. Now, we well. get blindsided from time to time and, and we get yeah, uh, ambushed by our, <laughs> right, but we get ambushed by our brain, by our tactical, 
The brain and has our its emotions. tactical advantage. I feel like we yeah. get and our emotions. by our emotions. Right. And so it's an, it's an impossibility, I think, to, to gain perfection in this, right? Right? That's why this podcast is not called Love the Perfection. Right? That's why this podcast is not called Love the Winning All the Time. It's love in the process. And this is one of the maybe most important processes we really get to to come across, right? This this idea of emotions and feelings that pop up in our day-to-day life as we go throughout things that frankly try to sabotage us. Yeah. I mean, I I spent a lot of time thinking about this over the last week since my <laughs> rough time when you were gone and it just I feel like it was my emotions were getting higher, I guess. my I was letting my emotions more drive my reactions versus my brain driving my reactions when I was allowing a fear to come into my life. And I think like what I'm learning is that I think I care more about what other people think of me than I, than I think I do. So there's a, so there's a book, and I recommend a book like every week it seems like, and two are probably reading a lot and, and, and I'm telling you, I don't think you can read too many books. Uh, there's a book I came across recently, maybe it was last year, maybe it was a year and a half ago called the subtle art of not giving an F and you, you fill in the blank. Okay. <laughs> the subtle art by a guy named Mark. I think it's Mattis or Matt Maddens. You can look it up and we'll try and put it in the show notes, but, but it's a big orange book. And it says the subtle art of not giving it, you know what? Yeah, I got to read that. And, and 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 I really am with you that that the and and I I remember this what you're talking about here this uh, because you gotta you we've got to get back to um, what do we believe right and why do we care and it often is it's often taught it's often something we learned somewhere that that what people think matters. I mean, there's, there's a number of scenarios in the education world and, and in, in business and in, you know, and, and Warren Buffett even says, yeah, it takes 20 years to make a reputation and five years to five minutes to tear one down, you know, and it's like the old adage, you know, uh, I was a mailman for 25 years and nobody ever called me the mailman, but I screw one goat, you know? And, and so, I mean, it's like, <laughs> and then everybody calls me something else, but you know, it's like, <laughs> It's okay, like the, but everywhere, sorry. everywhere you go, there is comparison, right? And there is people that are comparing one thing or another. So even just at school. So with our daughters, I got a letter just the other day that said, your daughter took this test for highly capable program. They will not be offered or accepted or whatever into the highly capable program. They tested out into the 75th percentile. Right. So, well, but, but that, right. so, so what does that even mean? So right, everywhere right, right. we go, people are being placed. Everywhere we look, people are being placed into some sort of a ranking. So now what you're hitting on is so awesome. I'm getting excited because what you're hitting on is, is that will, that only matters to me if I'm not laser focused. And I mean, it's tough. It's not simple. What I'm saying here, laser focused on your mission. If I, if I'm laser focused on man, Malibu was built and 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 born for for greatness and it may not conform to the patterns of this world exactly as as some little box might have my prayer is that we all jump out of the box that we all you know we all we all take that we all take that in and go roger that right like right. i they, mean that piece of information that i got means nothing right there's right. no it doesn't make me change anything that right. I'm doing. There's no knowledge that I'm gaining from that in order to right. do but something differently. Right. But it's just a piece of information that then compounds on top of other pieces of information right. around how she's not responding or reacting the right. way that I would hope in a certain moment. Or right. she's standing outside screaming at the top of her lungs at me. And we have neighbors that live nearby. We have golfers that walk by on the golf course. And so none of that matters Right. Right. When it's the only thing. But then once everything piles up on top of each other, then it just comes straight down to me feeling like 
I need to do something different. I have another note from the teacher for that we need to work on homework again. Like I, there's just sort of all these stacks of information that make me feel like I'm not doing a very good job. Well, what if school's bullshit? What if, what if the way we're teaching well, our kids, I mean, definitely what if the way, the way we're teaching that... our kids is just crap and Mallory's <laughs> not fit for the school system? Well, I mean, and... clearly she's not for sitting in a chair because right. she is a very smart person. Totally. And she just doesn't like to sit still for that long. Totally. Which is fine. It's, I'm just saying that like when everything piles on top of each other, right. that's when I find right. my self-talk to get difficult. Right. And so, so as we, again, uh, unpack that, uh, one of the stories that I've told 10,000 times, maybe not quite, but to try to try to try to open up the possibility um, of us just progressing in this again, it's love the process. So uh, I'm not perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. I wear a rubber band still to this day. It's, got, it's right here on my wrist. And when I think a negative thought, I snap myself. It's a negative pain reinforcement that causes me over time to get better with negative inputs that come in to my world so that I, my brain can create new neural pathways that can cause me to, to see the most possible outcome. And that's what I'm doing here. As we talk about Malibu is I'm trying to see the most possible reality and outcome based on uh, the information that comes in. And so the story that I tell is, is if you took out a piece of paper, and you drew a circle. And, and if you have a piece of paper handy and you can do this, most of you are probably driving and not in a place where you could do it. But just imagine in your head, there's a blank white piece of paper and you draw a circle on that piece of paper. Okay. And, and this piece, of, that circle is the circle of a pregnancy test. And you, 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 you went down to Rite Aid. Actually, you didn't. But a, a 16-year-old girl went down to Rite Aid and bought a pregnancy test. And, and so did a 36-year-old woman, okay? They bought them for different reasons, but they bought them on the same day, and they bought them from the same Rite Aid. And, and the 16-year-old was at a party, and she was, she was uh, drugged. And, and God forbid, she was, she was taken advantage of, and she, she thinks she's pregnant, okay? The 36-year-old, she's been trying to have a baby with her husband for five years, uh, they're not sure if they can have kids and, and man, she's kind of anxiously excited to go buy this pregnancy test to see if, man, maybe she's finally pregnant. Okay. So we got a 16 year old and a 36 year old and, and they take the thing home and they open up the wrapper and, and they, they pee, each of them pees on a stick. Okay. And they both come back with one line and having four kids, we know what one line means and we know what two lines mean. And the two lines usually come as, as, an, as an X with another little, little thin line. And that means ding dong city, we're pregnant. Okay. One line means not pregnant. And so I would ask everybody listening to say to yourself, what do you think? What do you think about, is there anything else outside the circle and the line that you add to this? You know, the 16 year old who, who has the line right? Do you think, man, that's praise the Lord. She's not pregnant, man. That's awesome. Man, that's great. That would, you know, that would have just totally ruined her life, her high school career, all those things, right? All the things you could think to tell the, everything that you can make on that story. Then the other one that the 36 year old, wow, dang it. You know, they've been trying. She thought she was pregnant. Well, Hopefully next time. Hopefully soon. You know, darn it. That's unfor. That's a bummer. She's got to be really let down and 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 bummed, right? My 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 theory is: well, what if, what if everything outside the circle and the line is a story, right? Like, what if what if we took a perspective of everything, everything outside of what happens, and what's next. Right. And we need to take in information for, for one major purpose. Right. Because we need to determine what's next. So if Malibu isn't doing her homework, like you're saying, um, and you always do, uh, you'll, you'll discipline her and and taking that information to put her out on, on the porch. Is she 
um, carries on or whatever, <laughs> then, then she's it not gets... allowed to speak really inside the house. If she needs to scream, she can go outside. <laughs> right. And, right. And so, so, so it's like, Roger that, right. We're back to, we're back to Roger that. And so she's outside on the porch and you know what, here's, here's what Adrian is very, she, she's not giving herself enough credit here. Because we FaceTimed, we were very, uh, it was hard to FaceTime from Haiti, but we were able to FaceTime this evening, and Adrian was out on the porch with Malibu, and we had our team around, and we were about to eat dinner. And I asked Adrian, and I could tell that she was uh, disturbed and and frustrated uh, a little bit with, with, with Malibu. And I could tell um, those things. But I asked her if she would pray for our meal. And you you literally prayed our week into possibility. Your prayer was continually reiterated uh, across our team and across the week. And so my question to you would be, I remember that call. What, what How are you able to set yourself to deliver that prayer in such a great way, given the difficulties of the circumstances that were obviously leading up to that. Well, honestly, I can't remember. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> so I can't remember. But on Monday, I was heading to work, still feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> well, but you, na- but you nailed it. I mean, I'm Thank just you. telling you. Nice. You nailed it. Yeah. So, but Monday, I was on my way to work and I was feeling sorry for myself. And the only thing I kept thinking was I need to get out of this country. And I know that probably sounds weird to a lot of people, but I traveled a lot when I was younger and I've traveled a lot with my family. And I know that when I travel outside of this country, it sort of resets, resets where I'm at and resets like what I'm grat- what I'm grateful for. And so I could feel that urge, which then just reminded me, okay, really right now, Obviously, I'm not going to get out of the country today. So right now, I need to make sure that I'm calling a friend. And so I had a friend that I was going to call who also has similar you know, thoughts on, I'm calling Michelle because I know that when I say I need to get out of this country, she knows exactly what I mean. And she knows what I need to hear. And she knows how to you know, bring it, bring it back around and encourage me. And so I called her and I told her, that I need to get out of the country. <laughs> right. And we, right. it was my way to kind of reset and re- go back to, okay, that this is what kind of my game plan is and to stop feeling sorry for myself. I keep saying that, but I know that's, that's the mode that I was in is that, oh, I'm not doing a good job. Oh, I should be doing better. I should have cut a woodas. And yeah, you're shooting on yourself. Yeah. And there's no reason mm-hmm. There's no reason for that. And it's not helpful. It was not helpful for the remainder. It wouldn't be helpful for the remainder of the week. It wasn't going to be helpful for my team at work. It wasn't going to be helpful for my progress and my productivity. So I I can recognize it and I can see it, but I can't always like pull myself out of it, I guess. And I need a community that says me too, or that says, yeah, I can see that. Or here, you know, try this, go in this direction, look here. You know, another thing that happened, which is funny because I was praying on my way to work and I got to work and there was a friend of mine in the parking lot and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was just still like not happy. You know, I was still pissed off and still frustrated at myself and just frustrated in general. (coughs) And so I waited in the car an extra couple of minutes because I didn't want to have to walk by anybody and have to talk to them. But obviously at some point I had to go inside (laughs) because I had to go to work and the person was still there. And so... I get out of the car, I walk by, I put on my smile and I say, good morning. And he stops me and says, Hey, Adrian, I got to let you know, I listened, I've been listening to your podcast over the break. And I just want you to know that it was one of the best things of my break. And I am just very impressed. I'm impressed with the content. I'm impressed with your relationship with your husband. That's awesome. And it just like little, I'm sure it was just like. A little quick nothingness to him. He probably doesn't even remember that he stopped me in the parking lot, right? But to me, in that particular moment, that was a sign and a a reminder to me that I am doing fine. That's awesome. I'm doing, just because it feels like I'm doing everything wrong, 
doesn't mean that that's just a feeling in the moment. That doesn't mean that that's reality and yeah. that that's true. And and I think this idea, you know, that Adrian is really alluding to as well is that, so the story that I told is really just to give people the understanding that there's a story we tell ourselves and, and is it, is it overly useful to spend our effort and our time telling ourselves stories that don't, that don't provide power. And so, you know, it's like, that is such a great story of the persistence, right? It's really a culmination of, and and really what I love about this journey is we really acutely get to try to live these principles out in our lives. We have four kids and careers and we travel and we road trip to Pasadena and back in six days. And, and we, we sleep in a camper at, at, at night on that trip. And, and we, we do a lot of things as a family that we enjoy, but they all take um, a realization of this idea of loving the process. Like this philosophy of love the process, if you want to just adopt a belief in it and that, that the process is going to be what Adrian described, it's going to take uh, discipline, but it's not going to be perfect. And it's, it's always going to be continuing to evolve where things are going to come up and I'm going to need to apply the analysis of what's my mission, what do I believe, right? And what am I going to do about it? Like, what's my mission? What do I believe and what am I going to do about it? And oftentimes in one of those three phases, we're all in different places, right? Like, like we might not be totally locked in on our mission. Well, great. Spend the time there to have that conversation with myself. Ask myself, what are lies and stories and things that are outside of what happened from a kid to middle school to high school? What did my parents teach me? Challenge what my parents taught me. Challenge what I learned in school. Challenge what I, what somebody told me that might matter, right? Challenge the idea that, that anybody's opinion matters, right? Like that's, that's a thought that's revolutionary people. What do you mean? Every people's opinion. Well, does it? If it doesn't matter unless it's, it's useful and helpful to, to keeping me on the track of my mission. Yeah. I mean, I think you need, I think we've talked about the idea of community and I think it's important to know who has your back in the right directions. And if, if the opinions of strangers are mattering to you, then that's when I think it becomes an issue. Totally. The opinions of your, of your tribe. Absolutely. That's helpful. That's beneficial. That's important. It, it, absolutely. Especially as they journeyed with you, you have a relationship. They understand what your hopes and dreams are and what, what, what your objectives are. But you got to be careful about who you put in that tribe. You do because, because here's the deal, right? Uh, my mom was 22 and, uh, you know, one August afternoon, a guy who was a lot older than my mom comes over and I used to think that I was a condom buster, but, uh, apparently I, I wasn't, they didn't, didn't buckle up. And so, uh, my mom gets pregnant and my mother has had, uh, difficulties her whole life up to this point at 22 and she still, uh, continues to, to work through and, and, and live with, uh, mental illness and depression and, and schizophrenia and difficult, difficult things. And she gets pregnant and a lot of people heard that back in 1979 and they said, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is, this is, this is, uh, this is not going to be good. Right. And my grandpa who, she was the six of six kids. He said, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. We got a baby boy coming into the world and man, what has God got for him? And so that was my grandpa's belief system, right? 
that came into play and, and maybe it, uh, what everybody else might think is, is quote unquote difficult or a give them up for adoption or abort the baby or, or whatever. And I'm sitting here with you listening to Tiger a little bit, podcasting and, and going because grandpa and my mom and my aunt and uncle who brought me into their home had a belief system that would not quit. And so what if that, what if that 16 year old was pregnant, right? So the point really is we don't really know how the stories are going to end anyway. So so all any of the energy that we spend, you know, uh, trying to unpack and and tell the world how it's going to go. And, you know, I heard somebody say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Right. Like any any idea of certainty or understanding of how it's going to work, I think, has vastly been proven to be a, a waste of energy and, and really doesn't help us get to where we're going based on who we are. But we have to know, we have to know who we are. And the conversation that we have with ourselves is really a conversation of understanding, what am I here to do? What is my, what is my purpose is a word that's often used. We talk about mission, but ask, what am I here to do? What, you know, and oftentimes people go, oh, I think I'm supposed to be this. Oh, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Sometimes people nail it, but oftentimes uh, we, we understand who we are through trial and error, through experience and through the things that we get to do and the things that we get to be a part of. And, and especially those moments that we can have where we can get uncomfortable with ourselves and, and, and really ask ourselves, who am I? And, and this subtle art, this ability to, to really not care what people think, I think is, is one of the key keystones to this, to this process of, of having great, positive mental stories. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I was struggling with this this week and it took me a while to kind of realize what it was. And because I feel like I don't always struggle with this. It's just, you know, certain moments is when things happen. But I think that's me not reflecting on what are my priorities and making sure I understand those. Obviously, one of my priorities is to be a great mom. But what is that? There's a lot of elements into being a great mom. And if you look at, if you pull every single mom even just the moms in this town, there's going to be a different top three of what they think are the three most important things. The three most important elements of being a great mom is. And so I have to remember that I need to know what my priorities are and then focus on that. And, and what if, and what if we frame those priorities in terms of process Mm -hmm. instead of in terms of results? Right. I mean, with, yeah, yeah, that's good. Especially with parenting, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. So I can't assume that one conversation or one day right. is going to change or have a really bad influence on the future. Well, I mean, I guess one day could. <laughs> right. Well, well, well and, and at the you know, and at the end of the day, still, if we, if we, this this idea that we're we're really hammering on and and trying to instill in our worlds too, is we struggle through it. Is this how do I love the process as opposed to? How do I love the result? Right? Because the mm-hmm. process never ends. There is no end to the process. Uh, and and the, the results type stuff comes and goes anyway. Right? Okay, graduated from high school. Well, Roger that. Okay, so what's next? We're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to college, uh, maybe, or or we're not gonna go to college. And okay, well, what's after that? Like like the all the outcome based stuff really slows down the ability for us to execute on the process, on the next thing. And for you, the next thing that she didn't mention earlier is she sent me an email that I didn't get until I got uh, into self-service yesterday. 
but you sent me one of the greatest emails, um, you know, talking about you're in Haiti. We're not able to chat. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, I've been missing you and I've been missing you. And it was really hard. There were a couple of days that would go by with no communication. And so you, I think the other, giving ourselves a break, right? To go, man, it's, it's a progression. It's a process. Uh, and, and, and look to the things that you're, you know, that we're winning at in terms of the process. Um, and, and, you know, and I'm not saying don't take accountability. I'm not saying don't, don't look at the things that we do and review them and with scrutiny and examine them. I think that's, that's got its place for sure. And it's important. Uh, but examine those things in, you know, if I can examine those things in a way that, that builds possibilities, right? which is like the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph, right? Like the, the bigger, the, the more frustrating the fight might be, the more loving our relationship will be in the future because we've been through that, right? Like, like the more, the, the, the louder Malibu, uh, when she doesn't want to do something, gets frustrated with me, the more possible my persistence and love in her life is going to move her forward. Like, what stories can we tell ourselves to counteract that, um, you know, that brain that's got that tactical advantage that, that just wants to tell us things that just aren't true and that just don't serve, you know? And, and this is a discipline and it takes practice. And, and it often, for, for those who've had it, you know, a really uh, a good life, up to the point of listening to this podcast and haven't really had a lot of hardships. Um, and I'm not wishing those on anybody. My challenge is to, to do things that cause you to get uncomfortable, to get outside of the, the box, to get outside of, uh, your norm. And, and, and this is those who really can relate to, uh, the inability to really allow your brain to just be still. And I think so, so many people have this kind of inner self-talk in the, in the midst of what's happening that tells us, oh, I'm not good enough. Um, you know, I'm not living up to my potential. That's one, you know, or, oh man, this, I'm, this job I'm at, I'm just not providing enough contribution, right? And these are all outcome-based theories and thinking that, uh, that are unserving. And so let's give ourselves a break and let's focus on the process. Right, I think is what I'm hearing from you, and it, that I'm trying to trying to, to allude to as well. But but make sure that we don't neglect to do what Adrian's doing here to really have that conversation with herself around why am I thinking this way? Yeah, and around I mean, like I said before, around my priorities. Everyone is going to have their own specific mm-hmm. priorities, and so totally don't let someone else's priorities. Kind of outline what yours are as soon as you start to focus in on someone else's priorities then you just get into the rat trap of comparison yep and that just makes self-talk even harder <laughs> and, and and set and set to this point non-negotiables right set your priorities a friend of mine have, and i've been talking about uh just these non-negotiables right like like under no circumstances is am i going to negotiate with this priority and that priority, though, again, needs to be attached to a process, right? So if I set a priority of I want to be a great husband, okay? Now I need to look and say what things, what habits, what does a good husband do? And I need to set those things as part of my process. And, and I need to measure those. And I need to make, I need to to schedule those and I need to be disciplined in my approach because really one of the greatest ways to have a a high self-esteem, you know what it is? Do esteemable acts (laughs) consistently over time. It's a surefire way to building self-esteem. Everybody, ah, so low self-esteem, man. You know why? Because you're not doing esteemable shit. (laughs) So no wonder, you know? Like, like the, 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 the measurement, one of the, one of the, one of the great, one of the good measurements really is just the kind of the, 
the clean conscience to to my priorities. Like, am I am I doing what I said I was gonna do to myself based on the conversation that I had with myself? And and am I willing to die to that? Because we you we will face resistance. We will face the judgment of the neighbors. We will face the <laughs> the people who 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 go. You were ah, judging me. I hey, knew it. Hey, I knew. I, <laughs> hey, I knew you. I knew you were gonna fail, man. I knew you, you threw yourself out there. Hey, hey, better luck next time, pal. And you know, and and I and I can hear it, and I you know, and you know it, and and yet, if as long as I sufficiently believe, and it all. I mean, we've talked about this some. What do you believe? It doesn't have to be what I believe. It doesn't have to be what Adrian believes or any of your parents or anybody's siblings or any of your friends. But if you have a conversation with yourself, you will come to a place where you understand what you believe. And that is a special place because from there, you can, you can love the process of whatever that is for you. Whatever that is. So challenge, I challenge you, what do you believe? Because in, and at the end of the day, whether or not you take this exercise on uh, isn't going to matter. If, if you don't believe, it will come out in the wash. It will come out in the wash. It will come out in the most critical moments, in the critical times in our, in our lives, and, and boom, you're divorced. It's like, wow, how did that happen? Because you didn't believe in what you said when you got up there, okay? I'm just going to go after it. Like, I've been to a lot of weddings for sickness and her health, for better or for worse, till death do us part. What do you mean they're getting divorced? They both just said they for sickness and health, till death do us part, for better or for worse. And they're quitting, right? Quitting is, is you know, if I won't take advice from a quitter. We've talked about that. But like one of the most powerful stories that we can tell ourselves is I will not quit. Period. Period. And, the, and eventually, if you take that approach with the things that will resist you, with the people that will judge you, with the people that will, 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 will say whatever they want to say, it will relent eventually. It will. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it's, it's easier to be surrounded by people that are going to encourage me. Yeah. So I have to surround myself with totally. people. Um, and then we're not going to get into this topic a ton, but I do want to, I do want to say, I do want to wrap this story up and say that I apologized to Malibu for mm. like my behavior. Own it. And yeah. And I reminded her that no matter her emotions, Nothing that she can do should change or ever affect my emotions. And I want her to know that I want her to see me saying that so that she knows that in the future as well, that when someone acts or reacts in a certain way to her, that does not have to drive her reaction or her emotion. Totally. So we did. That was a good conversation. That was a great conversation. But I think that's something that we should unpack further at another time. Another thing that I want to talk about in a future podcast is this idea of expectations. That we had touched on expectations for a bit, but it could have been really easy. I'm sorry. Poor Tiger has this cough. This poor guy. Um, It could have been really easy for me to get frustrated with John because he was gone. And he was off you know, doing something great. And I could have been, I could have had expectations that he should be here. He should be helping me. And I could have started growing a resentment towards him instead of really owning my own side of it and really understanding and digging into what, why am I feeling this way and what am I able to do about it? I can't change anybody except for for myself. And so, but I think that's a really kind of easy step to, uh, easy trap to fall into. And I think that we should, we should definitely unpack that conversation at some point in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Adrian's ability to own it uh, is world-class. Thank you. You're a great husband, by the way. That's nice. That's awesome. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a great dad. Adrian is a world-class mom. <laughs> it's true. 
and and and, 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 and you know, and she's she's just. We heard she, that from Ed Milet the other day. We, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I go, that's totally a hundred percent, a thousand percent, our story, and but her so nice. ability to to own it is world class. So I, I'm just I I just really encourage to wrap up my thoughts. I really encourage you to have that conversation with yourself to really ask, you know, what is my mission to really, to really ask yourself, do I have people around me that are surrounding me that will encourage me to persist in that, whatever that is. And and then I really encourage us all to love the process of, of really telling ourselves powerfully cool and great stories. Mother Teresa said, I will never go to an anti-war rally, but I'll go to a peace rally any day of the week, right? She's telling a story that has power and meaning and has a narrative that will move us forward versus the narratives that, that resist and, and be, be on the lookout for those things we tell ourselves, uh, you know, that, that, that resist versus the possibility of, of something greater. Okay. Thank you. Um, that was helpful for me, by the way, have that conversation. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Um, okay. So let's jump into our top four. What's the quote of the week? So let's go back to, to the quote that, that, uh, that I think we really encourage people to be leaning into the most important conversation you can have is the one you have with yourself. The most important conversation you can have is the one you have with yourself. David Goggins. DG, do you love me? <laughs> Are you riding? Uh, okay, kids quote of the week. I have that one. So this is actually <laughs> in the midst in the midst of our <clears throat> frustrations with each other. Uh, my oldest and I, after we had calmed down, I asked her, she said that... Um, Okay, so we were getting ready for bed, and we and I had already apologized. We had already calmed down, and um, I was just talking to her, and I said, you know, earlier you had said that you don't feel like you're a member of this family, and that you, um, what was the other word she had said, that you think that I'm a liar. So I said, do you feel, do you actually feel those things? And her response was, you know, Mom, I was just angry. And sometimes when I'm angry, I say things that I don't mean. Hmm. I'm like, amen, sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. So good. So good. Amen. All right, babe. What are you learning right now? I'm learning the power of a cold shower. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I'm learning the power of a cold shower. I was late to the party. Uh, my good friend Blake Rose been doing it for years. Derek, I think, pretty sure he lined up to it too. My mom. Yep, Adrian's <laughs> mom. Uh, you know, uh, there's a you know a podcast or something that Jeremy and Tyler were on, and and that they they were sending to me when we were down to the Rose Bowl, and and it was a guy who'd really studied this, and <clears throat> he's called the Ice Man. You can look him called up. called the Ice Man. Look him up. And, uh, you know, in Haiti, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> the shower was cold. And, uh, but prior to, and, and, uh, and even this morning, uh, I'm, I took a cold shower. And so I'm learning that, that it does, um, suck, you know, for a minute. And, and, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, they get all pumped up. And I really wish I could do brain studies on the, the guy that just, just walks into it and doesn't go, oh, that it's cold. Cause it's cold. To me, like it's cold. If you're like, ah, do you think the shower's cold or, or do you, is it the thought about the shower being cold? No, it's, it's when I turn the water on, <laughs> it's cold and I'm good all the way up until then. And then I let the suffering occur and, and, uh, within a few seconds, uh, it's taken less seconds as I've gone along. It's gotten better and it's supposed to be really good for a number of things and, um, so I'm learning how to take a cold shower and, and, uh, again, I, I think it's, it's just this, this discipline is, is, is challenging. 
See, it's the word of the it's the word of the year. Oh, and we added a word. We're going with discipline and faithful in 2019. So those are our two words now. If you remember our <laughs> podcast on discipline. <laughs> okay, um, I am learning that. Okay, everybody needs a way to reset, refresh. And I am learning that I need to figure out and remind myself to do that. I can get caught up in the weeds, get caught up in Mm. um, just going, and I need to remind myself to kind of step back and refresh. So I'm learning that. That's awesome. What do you find to be the best tactic? Well, this is going to sound... (laughs) <laughs> this is going to sound sort of lame, <laughs> but honestly, breathing, I know it sounds weird. Just taking some deep breaths it can totally change my perspective and my kind of shift. So I've been trying to do that more frequently. It's That's just, not lame. Thank you. <laughs> six, six to seven. Yep. Six to seven. There's, there's, this, this is, there's studies on this. Oh, all right. There you the go. The discipline though, <laughs> but the discipline again, right, is you're learning something that will require discipline. Like the, the knowledge of any of these things we talk about, if he, if anybody just takes the first, uh, what are we on, number eight? Is this number eight? If somebody, if you just take the first eight podcasts and execute on everything, the, you, you, you'll have it, you win. I mean, I'm just telling you. It's not, it's not the information per se. There's not a lot of things that are new under the sun. Hopefully our story and our lives and our experiences can, can you know, uh, touch, move, and inspire you individually in a way that moves you forward, but it really comes down to the execution and the discipline to do and to, to, to execute on the ideas. So that way to go. Thanks. It's awesome. Six breaths. I've, I've known that forever. I just don't do it. <laughs> so. All right. What are you loving? Take a deep breath. Um, I am loving. Tiger is five months old. And he's sitting right here, and uh, and I'm loving being a dad to a son. I've never done that, and I'm loving, um, you know, watching him grow. And it was it was uh, it was tough to get the FaceTime picture yesterday from Haiti, and and not be not be here and see him in the morning, and and all those things. Um, I'm loving I'm loving El Tigre. I mean, I'm loving the whole file clan, file fam, but, but yeah, Tiger's five months. Yep. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> That's fun. That's the goal. It gets is. older. Right on time. Right on schedule. <laughs> um, I am loving, I'm still doing the gratitude challenge. <laughs> I didn't stop after the 22 days and I am loving kind of forcing myself to just Take a look around at some of the small things that are bringing me life. And one of those things is friends sharing our podcast on Instagram. I know that sounds really lame and like a plug, but it's really not. But it really is just sweet. And I don't know, it just reminds me right there that this really is a little community that we've got. And when someone does share it, then it makes me think, okay, maybe all this time and all this hard work and all this effort isn't going to waste. And I love that. So keep it up. We're in. Yeah, we're in. It's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. Okay. Thanks, friends. I hope you have a wonderful week. Let's go get them. Special thanks to our production crew, Fireland Filmworks, and our photographer, B. Morgan Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe, share, comment, and follow along on our journey of loving the process. Let's go!